If your paycheck has not kept up with inflation, there may be some good news for you regarding your taxes. And we're going to talk about it with Dr. Jeff Heyman from Cedarville University. He is a professor of economics there. And good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. All right, so a lot of people have been grumbling and complaining about all the different high prices and inflation and everything else that's going on. But there's some other news that maybe can offset that just a little bit. Can you explain for us, Jeff? Uh, yes. Well, after the 1970s experience, where we had the inflation that lasted basically a decade, uh, individuals in America found themselves double, doubly punished, right? Mm-hmm. They, on the one hand, they're paying a lot higher prices, and then, then their, their nominal wages, what they were being paid by their employer, was not even keeping up with the, the increases in food and gas and all that, the, those things. Right. But then the increases in their nominal income caused them to uh, be put into a higher tax bracket. So they were having an even larger share of their income going to Uncle Sam. And that was a, a, a real negative uh, part of the inflation aspect, such that when Ronald Reagan became president, they passed a tax law to index the tax brackets for inflation. And so what that means is every year uh, what the, the top end of that window is will rise by the rate of inflation from the previous year. That helps to keep you from not having a nominal increase. Your, if your pay goes up by the rate of inflation, that doesn't put you into a higher tax bracket. That's mm. kind of the, the, the benefit of it. Okay. So, yes, we have had a much higher uh, bracket increase this, pe- this upcoming year because last year's inflation numbers were so high. So, so it's a good thing in this sense. Uh, we don't have to get punished quite so much. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's not think this is good news because <laughs> not only is the inflation still there, uh, but also the fact is many people got, uh, for instance, raises. Sometimes we see people got raises two or three times last year as people try, as firms tried to hold on to employees. And it might have been the form of a bonus here, a pay raise here. But, but in 2022, that may have already put their income for 2022 above that bracket. So they may have, have had a little bit of bracket creep already. But what the indexing does is it's prevent massive kinds of, of tax punishment over time that we saw in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean for some of our deductions? What are some of the numbers here? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. so, so the, 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 the brackets are different from deductions. Uh, but what we do have is a larger standard deduction. It went up uh, to twenty-seven thousand seven hundred. Uh, you know, by, it went up by eighteen hundred dollars from the previous year. For those that don't file uh, um, for for taking some sort of a, uh, you know, their interest on their homes and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, most people take the standard deduction right. uh, rather than itemize. So, so, so the, the deductions there are numerous ones, and I'm not a tax accountant. I'm an economist. Uh, But the point is it will try to keep up in some level with inflation. Okay. All right. So what other uh, kind of, uh, I guess, implications does this have on our money? And what should we be asking maybe our tax professionals? Uh, Yeah. Well, one of the things that's interesting about this is is it relates to kind of savings. Taxes are kind of how you manage your wealth. Taxes needs to be part of that consideration, as, as most accounts will tell you. Uh, but but it also affects things like savings. So so right now the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates quite a lot to try to get a handle on the inflation, which they helped create with all the spending that happened. Uh, and and what they've done is we're we're up over four percent now on the short term rates, but inflation is still much much higher than than that. Such that our money is not keeping tr- uh, up the the interest that we might earn is not keeping up with the inflation. 
That said, if you kept your uh, some of your money in a savings account over the past year at a local bank, you probably were still down in the 1% range. You're very, very low. Uh, interest rates, uh, even savings rates at banks have not markedly risen yet. However, that's starting to change a little bit because money market accounts are, are, are capturing those 4% short-term interest rates. So you might get a, a money fund paying you 3 to 4% interest. So, so management of your money in inflationary times is very important. Uh, likewise, if you have a large amount of – maybe you like getting your money back for, uh, in April and you, you have a lot deducted during the year. Well, in an era where interest rates are increasing, that meant you're giving an interest-free loan to the government. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of a need for some careful planning there, uh, and it's, it's all the more so if inflation keeps up at these levels. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, I've been hearing different reports about what this year is going to bring as far as the economy. And a lot of people are saying that we might be coming into a deflationary a season. What would that mean, and what do you think about that? Well, I, I think a deflationary. I mean, there, there's a two different words, and I'll, I'll give you both. Deflation would say we have negative inflation rates. That's not likely to happen. Mm-hmm. What you, you could have is a, certainly a, a disinflationary time where where high uh, inflation is going down to a lower level of inflation. That's what the Fed is trying to engineer. However, you know, the, the, the kind of the negative things, you're not going to see some sort of deflation without a sharp kind of uh, uh, panic in the market, a big, big recession, probably a financial panic where people just absolutely f- refuse to spend. Um, and, and so, that, yeah, that could happen. I, I, don't, I don't see that level happening this year. Uh, I, I do think there's a significant chance of a recession. The, uh, the Fed's trying to do what they call a so-called soft landing. That's, that's only happened a few times in history. Uh, usually the Fed gets overly excessive, and I tell you, not irrespective of what they're talking about, the, the what they're doing to the money supply, how much money is in the economy, is quite negative right now. In the sense, they've got negative money supply growth. Now that's probably appropriate given the, the fact that they printed five trillion dollars mm-hmm. over the last couple of years wow. because of the pandemic, uh, and there's still a lot of that excess savings. The Fed estimated uh, in, in October the report set showed. That we they had excess savings originally of 2.3 trillion in the economy, 2.3 trillion of, of savings more than Americans normally hold. But that and even after some of their their uh, the spending and and so forth, they're still on in total like about 1.7 trillion dollars of excess savings. Well, that's making these interest rate hikes that the Fed is doing take a little bit longer to act to to really cause any recession. The, the economy's actually held up fairly robustly to the largest increases in interest rates in terms of rapidity, uh, you know, basically going from, you know, zero to, to 4% in a year. Mm. That, that's a, a major uh, change in policy. And the economy's held up fairly well so far, a lot of it because of that excess savings and money that from the stimulus that's still in, in the economy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that the uh, recession for this year is possible. I don't think it's uh, as strong as people might think. Uh, but uh, the Fed's going to keep raising interest rates until inflation gets under control, and eventually that may cause something to break. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're talking with uh, Dr. Jeff Heyman. He is the professor of economics there at Cedarville University. So, Jeff, we're all stewards of God's money as believers. Um, we're all supposed to be responsible for what he gives us. What are some ways we can be praying specifically uh, for our leaders, uh, for uh, you know, everything financial dealing with this? How can we be praying, Jeff? 
Uh, yeah. So, so as always, we're <clears throat> commanded to pray for kings and all who are in authority. So that you know, obviously, we're praying for godly uh, leaders mm-hmm. that will seek God's wisdom in how they approach affairs. One of the things that manifests itself. So uh, on this, we have back to the tax thing. We have record tax revenues. Uh, this an unprecedented high uh, over the last decade or two, uh, where they got 19.6 percent of of GDP in tax revenue. Haven't had that, but a, a couple of times in history. But the government spending, on the other hand, just ballooned. The, the Biden administration uh, blew out the, the, the totals that they spent as a percent of GDP were over 25 percent. That hasn't been exceeded except for the two pandemic years where, where the economy really uh, was, uh, was spending to make up for the, the lost uh, supply by the private sector of the government. And then World War II. So, so that level of spending, we need discipline by our leaders mm-hmm. to think long term. Everybody wants a short term fix yeah. at the expense of the long term. And Christians should want our leaders to be thinking about what's good for us in the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and in the long term, we all, in the short term, we all want another uh, you know uh, cookie or, or ice cream. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, but in the long term, we need to eat well. So we need to really pray that our, our leaders will have a sensible policy and, and, and have concern for our kids and our grandkids yes, and what kind of yeah. country we're leaving them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Jeff, as we think about our finances personally, just each of us as we go through our day, um, after hearing this news, the question always comes to me, how should this change the way I live? And so, I, I hope it, yeah. I'm sorry. So what I would you say? I hope it doesn't change our, our, our living at all. We should be doing the kinds of things today that we should be always doing. We should always try to limit our debt, especially consumption debt. You know, we should only have debt for, like, investment. You know, most people can't afford to buy a house, for instance. That's kind of an investment debt. But we should try to avoid debt. We should have have savings in store. We should try to diversify our skills and continually upskill so that if something happens to our employer, we can have a a way to – to, to land somewhere else well. Mm-hmm. So we should be preparing for the future. All the kinds of things that we need to do now are what we should be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How about good. buying a house? Would you suggest buying a house in this economy? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a really tough, tough decision. Um, and, and right now I'd be a little cautious. Uh, that said, just, just because of interest rates, uh, it might make sense to, to, to wait, uh, you know, to rent for some period of time. But I, I'm not a personal financial advisor. So, so for those that are listening in the audience, please consult your personal <laughs> Yeah, That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that said, I, I'm cautious. It's uh, mainly in the sense that with high interest rates, especially with the very expensive markets, you simply can't afford it. Right. You know, I'm looking at some of the big cities and, yeah. and housing prices well over a million dollars. Well, a million dollars is a lot of money in any kind, but it's a lot more money when it's not 3% mortgage or interest rates, but 6%. Yes. I mean, you just can't can't do that. No. So, so I think that the market will kind of limit people's ability to do things they can't afford anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good advice. Always appreciate your wisdom, Jeff. That is Dr. Jeff Heyman. He is professor of economics there at Cedarville University. Well, Happy New Year, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. We sure appreciate it. Good to be here. Thank you.